Good morning, KCC. It is good to see you this morning. We're glad that you're here and we're excited uh, about being able to worship today and in particular uh, to rejoice in the things that God rejoices in. And this is our uh, World Mission Sunday. This is an opportunity uh, for us to remember what God is doing all over the world. And this is a great opportunity for us to remember how big the kingdom of God is. Uh, that extends not just beyond these walls and beyond this city, but beyond the borders of this country, and that uh, God is alive, and he is working, and people are being redeemed, and people are being saved, and people are being served in the name of Christ. And so we're going to get an opportunity today to celebrate those things. We've been talking over the last few weeks, uh, the story of the prodigal son, and in particular about that table. Uh, you notice that table's gone. I, I wore that table out, I know, for weeks and weeks we had that table. But today we get to remember just how big the table of God is. And uh, it, it is a table that extends throughout the world. And, um, and people are coming to it constantly, uh, finding redemption and finding hope and finding peace. So we're going to spend today uh, celebrating that. You're going to see some, uh, some videos of some of our folks from India, from Brazil, from Ghana, um, uh, from Live Beyond, uh, from Haiti. Uh, all over the place. And so we'll get the opportunity to hear the stories of people coming to Christ all over the world. So we're excited about that. And before we begin, uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for um, the stories of redemption. We thank you for the stories that we have of redemption, that we've been saved by the blood of the Lamb, that our, uh, our uh, names are written in the book of life. And it's not because of anything that we've done, but it, is, uh, it has come from you and the love that you had for us at great price. And so, Lord, we celebrate that today. We celebrate that we are yours, uh, that uh, you own us, and that there is freedom in belonging to you. And, Lord, we also celebrate this morning that there is work being done all over the world that we get to be a part of, that we get to support, we get to pray over, uh, and that we get to hear these stories of redemption too. And so, Lord, we ask um, that as we celebrate these things today, our focus would be on you, our celebration would be towards you. Uh, this is your party and um, this is your gladness in your heart that uh, your children are coming home. And with that, we get to rejoice with you. So uh, bless our time this morning, Lord, and to, uh, to the Father and the Son be all praise and honor and glory. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In Him, there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not live according to the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Hello there. In my last video, I informed that plans were underway to start a Bible school. God has been gracious. It started last August with 21 pioneer students, 19 men and 2 women. Praise God. Pray for the sustainability of the Bible school. God's light has manifested through the excellence of Basua Christian Academy which happens to be our mission school in the provision of basic education, a school with high academic performance in its own 
district. Pray that we will be able to maintain the high standards of service. God is working through this mission station to impact positively on the lives of others by providing employment to a staff strength of 37 so that they can take care of themselves and their respective families by making available scholarship to needy students, normally about 30 pupils per academic year, and also serving as a place of meeting for Churches of Christ in the school district area. They meet there for seminars, workshops, and Bible camps. Join hands with us to take care of this wonderful ministry. Till we meet again, greetings from Bazwa, Upper East Region of Ghana, West Africa. God bless. Bye. Hello friends, those of us that Live Beyond are grateful beyond words for your enthusiasm and support of the Live Beyond School in Thomas O, Haiti. In these treacherous days, many believers wonder what they can do to advance the Kingdom of God. Many congregations end up floundering, struggling to find a place of impact. But you, dear ones, have found your way to live beyond yourselves, to think of others outside your own families, outside your own community, even outside your own country. You truly know what it means to live beyond. Did you know that because of your dedication to the students in Tomazo, Haiti, the Live Beyond School is one of the highest performing schools in the entire country. 100% of the Live Beyond students pass the Haiti National Exam. Our teachers are all university graduates. Our staff is made up entirely of believers in Jesus who include biblical principles in every subject. They instill in the students godly principles of character, honesty, sexual purity, righteousness, and kindness. Our curriculum consists of math, science, social studies, Creole, French, English, Spanish, Bible, computer technology, music, and art. It's a lot to pack into a day. Our students arrive at 7.30 in time for breakfast, and the last students leave at 4 p.m. At noon, there's an hour for lunch and sports. You need to know that the Livion football team, we call it soccer here in America, came in second place in the region-wide competition this last year. No student at our school pays a penny for their education. Because of your generosity, each child receives two sets of uniforms, all of their curriculum and books, and a backpack filled with all of their school supplies. This year, Lord willing, the Libyan School will serve 200 students in grades 1 through 11 with a staff of 30 highly qualified and well-trained teachers and aides. Not only is the school providing excellent education and developing godly character in our students, but it also serves as a model and training center for the other schools in the area, thereby raising the educational level for the entire region of Thomasville. Because of you, we will have a well-stocked supply room filled with pens, pencils, papers, globes, books, calculators, copier machines, and all the necessary supplies for learning. Because of you, our students are thriving, well-nourished in body, mind, and spirit. 
Because of you, children are able to receive a godly education in a safe and lovely environment. Because of you, the light of Jesus Christ is shining in an area that is very familiar with darkness. We know that you want to live beyond yourselves, and we know that you want to have an impact that can be felt for generations to come. Providing for the children and staff at the Live Beyond School does just that. How we love and thank the Lord for you. In fact, because of your generosity, many people you may never meet this side of heaven are praising God. From all of us at Live Beyond, we pray that the Lord may bless you and make His face shine upon you. Hi everyone, greetings. This is a Philip Gunter. I am one of your missionaries and I am so happy to meet you all through this small video. And I just want to say thank you for the wonderful leaders at Corville Church of Christ and each and everyone in the congregation. I just brought the greetings from the Putrala Children's Home. Thank you for your support. I was born and brought up in a farmer's family. My father is a farmer and I was born and brought up in a poor family. So I know, I know the suffering and I know the pains. From my childhood, I have a great passion towards the children. God has put a great burden in my heart about the children. We saw the children on the streets, sleeping on the streets and sleeping under the bridges and some children are begging. It moves my heart. And then we thought of to start a small children's home in 2007. So we brought three children in 2007 and that is the beginning of bringing the children and rescuing the children. And now God expanded the children's home and we built one of the largest children's home uh, in Putrela. And now we have uh, uh, 70 boys and 30 girls in the children's home. And most of the boys and most of the girls being rescued from the streets. And also we rescued several girls from the brothel homes. And uh, why we built the school? Because all the children used to go to the public schools where they are being taught by Hinduism or Hindu gods. And also because of the orphans, because of the caste system, our children being uh, mocked by the other students, making fun of them and abuse them. Uh, really they are struggling. So we prayed, we prayed, we prayed. Finally, we are able to build a largest Christian school in Putrela. This is the largest Christian school among the churches of Christ in entire India. And we built the school with a capacity of 1000 students. And we have the classes from LKG to high school. And this is the great privilege and honor to have this school. And also through this school, we are able to reach our community. And there are many Hindus and Muslims and they are very attracting and they want to send their children into our school. And we teach the Bible. 
and bible is one of the subject in our school every day we have the assembly they read the bible and they pray and we have the devotion 5 minutes and they will go to the classrooms and through this school we are not only teaching the secular education and we are also teaching the bible and you can imagine hundreds and thousands of the christians will be produced by this school and we have the capacity of 250 children in the children's home and we have 1000 capacity that we build of the school so this is the small report and we are started uh, operation 2020 and we are and we are started to rescuing the girls from the brothel areas and we are rescuing them and we are bringing them into our children's home and we are providing the wonderful education for them all the faculty in our school are christians and the elders are uh, taking very good care of the children's home and the school as well so thank you very much and appreciate you so much for your support and i look forward to seeing you in the future god bless you all thank you Melinda, how have you seen God move in our life and ministry in the past year? In us personally, God has just showed his provision in caring for us. Um we spent 4 months in Florida, you going back and forth and me and Jude in Florida and the Hills came back to the US in that time and the care we were receiving was top notch and the love we were receiving from the supporting churches was incredible. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of all that, the ministry here in San Luis kept growing out of the compassion and the relationships that we built the members who really stepped up and led in the ways God was calling them so it was through that struggle God is producing growth that mm-hmm. we all want yeah it's been incredible to see Lucas grow into such a great preacher and a, and a great caregiver for the church and i don't think that would have happened without the challenges that we had to face and i think i can see in us transformation in character too because of because of the difficulties and and those difficulties have led us to be come more dependent on God every single day. So while I wouldn't want to go through it again, I'm in some ways I'm thankful that we that we were pushed that far. Absolutely. The ministry of discovery turned into be a fantastic blessing for everyone to use your gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. And the Sunday service has just continued to be a moment where people are really caring about each other. Mm-hmm. How how are things going with you? How are things going with me? And yeah. that genuine sharing is right. growing the community. Another thing that I'm really excited about that God's been doing is the discipleship groups to to see how Justin really was promoting that <laughs> and how it took us a little while to get it going. and it, it reminds me of him every time I open the book and every time we meet together and uh you know we just got a phone call from another guy who's ready to to jump in and be part of that discipleship group and to see how the guys who have been in it have grown so close together I'm really excited about how that's going to develop uh more leaders and develop the leaders that we have over the next who knows how long next year next few years yeah what are you looking forward to for How can people be praying for us? I'm looking forward to the opportunity at the hospital that's open back up for us to be able to go back there again. That was such an important part of our service. of our service and our adapting and learning how to pray and just seeing the the need here in the city before. That time was really formative for me and Justin to just get to know the people, to pray with people and so I'm excited about that. Um what about you? I like that we're doing Crossair again our home groups. Mm-hmm. Um it's turning into opportunity for deeper Bible study because it's less uh focused on building new relationships. It's now about strengthening what we have. Mm-hmm. And the energy's been really 
uplifting, the community is growing. I'm excited about it. Yeah. And we just had the leadership conference mm -hmm. and um, I hope we've built enough trust that as we meet monthly to talk about the habit or spiritual discipline we're trying to put in practice, that everyone just shows how encouraging they can be. Mm -hmm. And we see personal growth calling people, people deeper into walking with Jesus over the next six months. Mm -hmm. So what's one thing through the past year that happened that you just will never forget? Well, actually two things came to mind. The first one is that we the bar left the building and we've been able to move downstairs and at the same time have an English school move in upstairs and start paying rent. Uh, the way all that happened was just incredible. The other one is the story of Eric and ha how all of that happened with the financial committee putting together uh, an interview form to, to be able to really try to help the folks who live on the streets in our community, how that led to the relationship with Jackson and then his son, how his son had needed the wheelchair and, and how Ferdinando was able to provide that, just how all of that came about and to see how our team functioned together and then reached out and to help somebody who then connected us with somebody who was in desperate need of help was just a really amazing reminder of how the Holy Spirit works through us, uh, through our stubbornness, through our collaboration, through all kinds of different means. Uh, it's a it's a pretty, that was an amazing time, amazing moment. If you guys want to hear more details about the story of Jackson and Eric, you can talk to Justin and Jill after the service. And there's many more stories if you stop by. I'm sure they'll be glad to share. And we look forward to the next opportunity we can Talk to you and see you soon. We always want to take an opportunity to say thank you for supporting us. Uh, it's just amazing what we've been privileged to do here and the way that we've been able to serve here. We thank you for all your prayers, for your concern for Jude during the surgery, for your prayers for the church here, for Lux and Natalia and for us. Uh, we love you guys and we thank you so much for, for your support and for your care. Thank you. Barukabah B'Yerushalayim. Greetings from the Libyan base in Jerusalem. I'm filming this video on Yom Kippur, one of the holiest days of the Jewish calendar. Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement in the Old Testament. It is preceded by ten days of awe, during which people repent of their sins and make right any wrongs that they have committed against their neighbors. In the Old Covenant, the high priest would sacrifice a bull on the Day of Atonement. The blood of this bull would then cover any sins that the people committed during the last year. They had to repeat this sacrifice each year to cover their sins until the temple was destroyed in A.D. 70. When the temple was destroyed and sacrifices stopped, the Jews had no way to cover their sins, making this a very somber time of fasting. As Christians, we know that Jesus is the eternal sacrifice and doesn't just cover our sins for a year, but once and for all, forever. Jesus tore the temple curtain in two, allowing us to enter the throne room with confidence. He even gave us a weekly celebration of his sacrifice and of our atonement with the Father. 
Today, as we remember the great sacrifice of Jesus, our Savior, in the bread and the wine, let's cherish the relationship with the Father that this sacrifice gave us. Good morning. It's great to be back with you again. Um, I'm Monty Tuttle. I'm with EEM, originally known as Eastern European Mission. This church family has been a partner with EEM for a long, long time. And uh, just begin by saying thank you. Thank you, Kerrville Church of Christ, for your partnership. Uh, means more than I can even put into words uh, to have great partners like you. Uh, I was just informed, <laughs> this is a first, that I need to stretch mine out a little longer. <laughs> this is truly a God moment. <laughs> so, okay, I can do that. I have, uh, I have a lot to share with you. For those of you who don't know, EEM, uh, since 1961, We've been distributing Bibles and Bible-based books in Eastern Europe and now beyond. Uh, started out as a Bible smuggling ministry. A group of believers moved to Vienna, Austria and start smuggling Bibles across the Iron Curtain. It happened for many, many years until 1989 where everything changed. Soviet Union collapsed, the Iron Curtain, the Berlin Wall came down and doors started flying open all over Eastern Europe. Obviously, uh, those of you who have not been living in a cave or under a rock for the last eight, nine months are aware there's a war in Ukraine. Uh, it's February 24th, earlier this year. I'm in a hotel in San Antonio, right up the road, Wednesday night. Um, it's early Thursday morning in Ukraine. I turn on the news and Russia has attacked. It's war. It has been and still is horrific. It breaks my heart. It has been absolutely agonizing to watch. Um, I could show you a lot of pictures. I'm not going to do that. You're aware. Back in March, I had uh, after the war started, I had someone come up to me after my presentation like this, and uh, as the war was just beginning, and uh, they said, "Man, how this, how's this going to affect the work of EEM?" I mean. You guys have done so much work in Ukraine. Uh, what a shame. That, this is probably going to shut you guys down in Ukraine and maybe even some of the surrounding countries as well. And <laughs> uh, my, my, my objective every time I share like this is not for you to leave here saying, wow, what a great ministry EEM is. That is never my objective. My objective is for you to leave here today saying, wow, what a great God we serve. Amen. Are you ready? You might need to grab your seat to see what God is able to do and is doing. Um, yeah, war in Ukraine, the Russian army is almost like leveling cities. It is horrific. But 
Here's, let me tell you how God shines a light in the darkness. Many of you might know this guy, Sasha. For years now, he has a weekly TV show. Uh, go back one. There we go. A weekly TV show on Ukrainian national TV. EEM has partnered with him uh, all those years. He, Sasha and his son Vanya, when the war started, they sent their families out of the country, but they decided to stay. And they told us, they said, we stayed, we want to be useful. So, after the initial bombings in Kiev subsided, and uh, the Russian troops withdrew late April, early May, Sasha and Vanya, they decided to go to our warehouse in Kiev and make sure that it was not damaged. And it was not. And we had several orders, pallets and pallets of Bibles that were uh, marked for distribution in western Ukraine, mostly to public schools. You're aware we've been doing Bibles in public schools in Ukraine for 10 years. They went into our warehouse, found the, the pallets of the Bibles, and then they became our warehouse workers. Sasha and Vanya the TV guy and his son. They went in and they loaded up the pallets of Bibles into our trucks. And then they became our truck drivers. And their driving skills have greatly improved. <laughs> driving in and around huge holes in the highways from bombs and missiles and the debris the Bibles we had planned to distribute in Ukraine in 2022 are being distributed by Sasha and Vanya in the middle of the war. Light in the darkness. God turning the tables. I'm sure you also know of the uh, humanitarian crisis uh, caused by millions of people fleeing Ukraine, fleeing the war to Western Ukraine and to many other countries for refuge. Um, Poland, Slovakia, Hungary, Bulgaria, Moldova, and many others as well. EEM is, has been, and will be raising funds and partnering with ministries and churches and other organizations who are welcoming and serving and caring for these refugees, providing basic humanitarian aid. That picture right there, I'm expanding for just a minute, is uh, in Bucha. I don't know if, you, if that name rings a bell to you, if you've been following the war. Bucha is a suburb of Kiev. And after the Russian troops withdrew, Bucha is the city uh, where they first began to discover atrocities, war crimes committed by the Russian army, execution and torture of men, women, and children, uh, mass graves in a suburb of Kiev. So this picture is especially to me 
uh, powerful. There's a family receiving bags of just food and water, medical help, hygiene, and Bucha. Bucha's not the only place, too. Since we started providing humanitarian aid, uh, funds to help those who are providing humanitarian aid, nearly $2 million has been raised by EEM from our partners. And more than 100,000 Ukrainian refugees have been served so far. And this is ongoing. More light in the darkness. But also, in the middle of this, and I could show you 100, 150 more pictures easily of other places where humanitarian aid is provided and we are partnering with our, our, our ministry partners. Something in the, in the middle of this, there's a very remarkable development. <laughs> in places where people are going like Bucha and receiving humanitarian aid, basically, basically just stuff that, to survive, they receive these bags of aid, of help, food and water, etc. And in many of these places all over Europe, they are then asking, do you guys have any Bibles? This is also in Bucha. Powerful picture in the middle of, in the center of the worst of the war. People are asking, do you have any Bibles? And so, <laughs> EEM is sending funds for humanitarian aid to ministry partners in 15 countries and we're sending Bibles in right behind the humanitarian aid. Is that awesome? And, yes, praise God. This is God. This is God touching people's hearts. Do you think that, uh, you actually think that war will decrease the need for the word of God? Or will it maybe touch people's hearts? Maybe people will be shaken to the core and suddenly they're looking for some solid ground. This year, this year in 2022, I don't know why we make a budget every November because God always messes it up the next year. Everything changes like this. This year, we had budgeted to, do, to distribute 80,000 Bibles in the Ukrainian language. Almost all of those going to public schools. 30,000 were distributed before the war in January and February. Sasha and Vanya will get the rest of them done in Ukraine, 80,000. But we have requests that we, were, we are fulfilling for 120,000 more Bibles in the Ukrainian language in 15 different countries that are not Ukraine. And we are hearing report after report after report of refugees giving their lives to Christ and being baptized in all these different other countries. I could show you lots more pictures of those. Light 
in the darkness. Now, summarizing our overall work, here's a chart of our growth. Uh, total number of volumes that EEM has distributed each year since 2013. We've had a little bit of growth to a record year last year in 2021 of more than one and a half million volumes distributed. So how's it going in 22, uh, right? Even with the war, supply chain issues, inflation, etc., our distribution is up 27% this year versus last year at this time. <laughs> Praise God. And now just kind of just running through summarizing the scope of our work. Bibles into the public schools of eight countries this year. Public schools of eight countries by request, more than 650,000. By the way, real quick, since I get to do this. Here's a, the, the, one of the most fun stories. The newest country that we're distributing Bibles into public schools is the country of North Macedonia. How fun is that? What was that song go? Uh, we have heard the Macedonian call. We have literally heard the Macedonian call. <laughs> We got a call from North Macedonia. You get, can you get Bibles to us for our public schools? How many do you need? Uh, let's start with 450,000. Well, we can't do that this year, but we'll do half. So two months ago, we shipped 225,000. And three weeks ago, our people met in North Macedonia uh, with the school officials, and we signed the orders for 225,000 more next year. That's the eighth school. Bibles in public schools. There's a lot more to that, but that's pretty good. All right, across our geographic footprint, from a church reaching out to Muslim refugees in Athens, Greece, to children's Bibles distributed in Bosnia and Herzegovina, from a ministry to orphans in St. George, Romania, to a network of orphanages in Kazakhstan from a retirement home in Siberia to the delivery of the first modern translation of the New Testament in Slovenian since 1588 to the president of Slovenia, from a prison ministry in Hungary to a ballet camp in Prague, Czech Republic. And even in Russia, the kingdom is breaking out from a ministry to women and children in crisis in Moscow, led by this woman, Nadia, to a, get ready, to a ministry in St. Petersburg, Russia, that helps prepare homeless alcoholics get detoxed so they can go to rehab. Just let that one wash over you for a minute. In the name of Jesus. From a ministry to Roma refugees in London to a small church going on a retreat together in Transnistria. Everybody knows where that is, right? You might have to Google that. I did. This year, our Million Dollar Sunday uh, contribution is going on, collection. Uh, 30 plus countries, 25 plus languages. Doors are opening, God is moving, 
and EEM and our partners are invited to get in on this amazing movement of our great God by providing the light which the Word of God brings. Let's pray. Father, because you love, we seek to love. Because you care, we seek to care. Because you give, we seek to give. Bless these gifts in Jesus' name. And amen.